the pain that I got from the no just gave me fuel to kind of, I'll show you, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and, and I think that a lot of people who have pain, they misuse that pain because you can take the pain and you can become a victim. Oh, poor me. I'm so sad. Look at me. Oh yeah. I'm, you know, people fall into victimville, right? And other people take the pain and say, you know what? I'm going to use this as a fucking lesson. I'm going to use this as a driver because I'm going to show the universe that I am worthy. I am strong. I am powerful. And I'm going to GSD. I'm going to get shit done. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Growth Never Stops podcast. My name is Michael. And for the episode of the month, I got a real treat for y'all, man. I got a real treat for you guys. It's an honor and privilege to welcome back none other than the great Arnon Barnes. For those who don't know or who didn't listen to our first conversation, which I highly suggest, by the way, Arnon is an international speaker, an author, an investor, and one of Europe's leading and most exciting business mentors. Coming from humble beginnings, Arnon started his first business at age 11 and became financially free and a multi-millionaire before the age of 30. And over the past 78 years, Arnon has personally trained and coached more than 90,000 people from well over 65 different countries from all over the world. And he's also had the privilege to share the stage with other thought leaders in the arena of personal and business development, such as Robert Kiyosaki, Les Brown, T. Hoff Ecker, and the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Bedford. All right, with that being said, I'm not going to spoil too much. Let's get right into it. Enjoy this episode. It was another great one. All right, guys, we got a real treat for you again today. We got someone who's been on the podcast before. It's an honor to have the great Arnon Barnes on the podcast again. How are you doing, Arnon? Very well. Thank you for having me again, Michael. I really appreciate it. Um, the last time we spent some time together uh, was inspiring. I got inspired as well. And uh, I heard that there was a lot of feedback and a lot of good feedback, especially um, people who got value from the conversation and uh, that's why I guess we're here again to spread more light and to uh, help as many people as possible. Absolutely, man. I couldn't agree more. I mean, that is what it's about. Impact, impacting people and, and just providing value. And now let, let's just get right into it. You know, the last time uh, our discussion was more focused on financial well-being. And as many people uh, know, there's this famous Robert Kiyosaki cash, cash flow quadrant that explains how Investors and business owners only represent 5% of the world's population, but own 95% of the world's wealth, while 95% of the world's population is represented by employees and self-employed people, but only own 5% of the global wealth. So essentially, the focus of the last episode was on how to let money work for you so you can live your best life. And for the people who haven't listened to the first episode, I will highly encourage uh, you guys to check this one out because that was very powerful and that was more focused on financial well-being, which is absolutely essential in today's life. But uh, what I wanted to focus on today is uh, I thought it would be a great idea to focus on another quadrant, which is the quadrant of life, talking about the physical, the spiritual, the emotional and the mental aspects of life. So 
Can you elaborate on the important on the importance of uh, this quadrant? Yeah. So so what a lot of people know from a logical standpoint, but not from a living it standpoint, because knowing something and living it is two different things, right? Right. So we know that we live in the mental world, the emotional world, the spiritual world, and the physical world. You know, do you live in the mental world? Well, have you ever, you know, had a thought? Well, that's the mental side. Um, emotional, you know, have you ever gotten upset? Have you gotten angry? Have you gotten excited? Have you been, you know, enthusiastic? It's the emotional world, right? Spiritual world, you know, have you ever asked for guidance? Have you asked for help? Have you ever, you know... So we live in four different quadrants. Again, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual, and the physical realms. And what people don't understand is that all these realms, all four of these realms are connected. They are connected. Now, a lot of people who have challenges, adversity, um, you know, shit's happening in their life. What people don't understand is that we live in all four quadrants. So if you're going through some mental toughness, Uh, or, or mental challenges, if you're having some emotional obstacles in your way right now, if you, whatever challenge you have right now, the key thing to understand is that A, we live in all four quadrants, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, and the physical. We live in all four simultaneously. However, here's the key. If we want to change something in our life, if we want to improve an area, if we change just one of those areas, it will have an impact on all four and ultimately an impact on us. Now, if you look at it and you think about it, okay, so hold on, hold on. what you're saying is that we live in the, men the, mental, the mental world, the emotional world, the spiritual world, and the physical world, right? We live in all four realms. So if you wanted to improve your life, if you wanted to change, if you wanted to overcome a challenge, adversity, obstacles that are in the way, then which realm should you focus on that would help you climb out of the obstacle or the challenge that you might be currently facing, which is the easiest. I mean, do I focus on the mental game? Do I focus on the emotional game, the spiritual game, or the physical game? Which game, considering that they're all connected, should I focus on to help me get unstuck? And so I always say the easiest realm to help anyone shift their mindset, shift their energy, and get out of challenges and obstacles is to focus on the physical realm. Now, why do I say the physical? By the way, important focus on the emotional, the mental, and spiritual. But I always say the physical realm is the, is the easiest to, to, get, to get engaged with that will make the greatest shift in the, in the, in the shortest amount of time. What does that mean? Well, how difficult is it to put on a pair of sneakers and to go for a walk, go for a run? Not That's difficult. how easy it is. That's how easy it is. And one of my great mentors, one of my great teachers, he always says, and this is, this is from Tony, Tony Robbins. Tony always says, if you want to change your, your psychology, change your physiology. So if you change your physical body, if you going for a run, going for a jog, you know, going for a, doing, doing some kind of exercise, jumping on a mountain bike. You know, I have a mountain bike. I bought a mountain bike 
in the summer, I want to do some mountain biking, just do some different kind of sport, right? And I always find that, you know, I kickbox, I do kickboxing, you know, I do obviously walks, I do some, I do different sports. But what I always find is that there's a lot of emotional and mental shifting happening during those exercises when you play with those realms. And so when you want to change one of those energies, if you focus on the physical, I find that to be the easiest one. You change your physical, it's going to improve your mental state, it's going to improve your emotional state, and guess what's going to improve your spiritual state. And so we live in four realms. Which one do I focus on when I want to overcome an adversity, a challenge, obstacles? I focus on the, on the physical because it's the easiest one for me. Put on a pair of shoes, get your ass out of the house, get it out of the office and go for a walk, go for a run, do some kickboxing, you know, whatever it is. And that shift is very powerful if you want to improve your life and live a better life and a more fulfilled life. A lot of people stay stuck is because they're not moving. We're, we're designed to move. And so those four realms are, are key. And from my experience, the physical, you shift the physical, you shift all of them, but you shift the physical, it's going to make an impact. It's almost like a chain reaction. It's going to improve your mental state, your emotional state, and your spiritual state. Right. There's this great quote that I'm thinking about right now that comes from Brian Tracy. And he says that if you want things in your life to change, You need to change things in your life. It's that simple. But change is not always that simple. And uh, a lot of times, in a lot of cases, it's human nature that people only start to change once they experience pain. So what are the different stages of change? Because uh, this reminds me of the Mirror Mind Intensive Seminar where uh, you were talking about uh, having awareness, understanding, and then reconditioning. Yes. So could, could you maybe a little bit elaborate on that, on this yeah, so, of change? So, so, so if we talk about change, to, to, to tap into what you said, it's brilliant to see how you remember. I love <laughs> but, but this is so key, okay? This is so important. So a lot of people preach change. I want change. You know, you know if, if you're sitting there and even saying, I want more money so I can have a better lifestyle, guess what? You are, you are asking for change. So... If, when we look at human beings, if we look at human psychology and we look at the way human beings operate, a lot of people preach change, but when it comes to creating change, people don't like change, okay? So we have here an inner conflict, okay? And the way I think about inner conflicts, imagine about getting in a car and you've got one foot on the gas and one foot on the brakes. Guess what's going to happen? Well, it's going to be a bumpy ride, right? <laughs> right. So you've got to decide, do you have your foot full on the brakes or have you got the, your foot full on the gas, right? And actually we need both. But the problem is when we use, when we use you know, one foot on the brakes, one foot, foot on the gas and one foot on the brakes simultaneously. So we're going to decide, are we driving forward or are we actually stopping? And this is where people get confused. So if you look at, if you look at, um, if you look at where people, people are at, right? in terms of um, I see a lot, first of all, pain is a great driver. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And the challenge with most people is they either fear the pain so they don't get themselves into a painful, my, my greatest results, my best things that have ever happened to me was when I had tremendous pain. 
I achieved financial freedom by the age of 28. I sold my first multi-million euro company when I was 27. And that happened because 10 years, 15 years earlier than that, my father had left my family. I grew up, my mom was a single mom, three children, I'm the eldest. By the age of 14, I became the man of the house. So I don't want any of the listeners here thinking that they're talking or they, they're listening to me talk and I'm like this trust fund baby. <laughs> I ain't no trust fund baby, okay? I came from the trenches, you know, single mom, working multiple jobs, you know, working a day job, cleaning offices at night, you know, trying to put food on the table. There were days where we didn't know where our next meal would come from, but we never went hungry, but we didn't know where the next meal would come from. And so I say this is because a lot of people underestimate the power of pain. And a lot of people are afraid of change, but they don't let pain drive change. And what do people want to do? They want to create change when they're comfortable. Why would you want to change when, you're, when things are hunky-dory and you're sitting on the beach, you know, drinking the mojitas? Why would you want to create change? Well, you wouldn't. And so I think that people underestimate the power of having pain. And if we look at the word change, okay, if we look at the idea of change, how can we create change? And this is what we teach, right? So there's three key steps to create change. The first step is awareness. A lot of people aren't even aware of where they're at and what's going on in their life, right? Right. And so one of the first keys to change and by the way, one of my mentors speaks about this, and you mentioned the Millionaire Mind Intensive. This is T. Harvecker. And if any of the listeners hearing my voice right now, if you get an opportunity to go to the Millionaire Mind Intensive to see a live event by one of the lead trainers, you know, T. Harvecker, um, he's got six lead trainers in the world that teach this phenomenal life-changing program. I'm very blessed to be one of the lead trainers who, one out of six lead trainers in the world who who can teach this program. So if you're listening to this, you know, discover, discover T. Harvecker, try to get yourself to a live event once this pandemic is over. Um, but half T. Harvecker talks about change, right? He talks about three key things. Number one is awareness. You've got to have awareness. The second thing is understanding. You've got to understand where your programming and where your conditioning happened. What was said? What experience did you go through? Who were you modeling? You know, you have to understand it. And then you have to disassociate yourself from that behavior. Okay. And there's obviously, there's, there's a process that we do at the Millennium Mind Intensive, which is very powerful. I'm not really here to talk about that, but it's very powerful, highly recommended. And then the three, third key to change, the, the third thing is, um, is reconditioning. And that's where you start to recondition your mind. And what I think a lot of people forget is a lot of people do tend to have awareness around the pain, the struggle they're having, but then that's where it stops. They don't start to explore the understanding, which is a deeper level. And then the third level, which is the reconditioning process is all about what books are you reading? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Who are the people that you're allowing to influence you? You know, growing up as a kid, I was 17 years old. I was at home one day, one evening, and there was a knock on the door. And guess what? It wasn't the pizza delivery man. It was my landlord because we were, we were renting. We couldn't afford a house. We would move every two, three years to a new property, you know, and it was at that time, it was the landlord of the place we were living. And he was standing at the door with two big gorillas, two big guys. And he was like, I want my money. Your mom hasn't paid the rent. 
And that process that I went through of opening the door and fending them off and promising that they would have the money in 24, 48 hours for the two, three months of rent that was outstanding. When I, the moment I got back in the house and closed the door behind me, that was a massive shift in me. That changed me for the rest of my life. And that pain and that frustration and that embarrassing moment of having to, to be a 17-year-old kid telling the landlord that I will get the money and just feeling so, you know, so almost ashamed that, wow, my mom is struggling here. That pain drove me to achieve my financial freedom by the age of 28. That is not a normal case scenario. And so what a lot of people that I see today, people are afraid of pain. They, they run away from pain and pain can, be, pain can be an enemy, but pain can be your best friend. It can be such a driving force. A driving force. I remember there was a project I was working on many years ago and I was looking to raise some capital. And at the time I had a friend who was very successful and he had a lot of cash and a lot of money. And I remember going into a meeting with him, talking to him about the project and eventually asking him if he would loan some money to the project so it could get off the ground, right? Had to raise over a million euros, 1.6 million euros. And this is, this is more than 10 years ago. It was about 10 years ago. And I wanted to get some funding from investors. And I went to him as a potential investor. And at the end of the meeting, he said, no. He said, no. And I remember leaving that meeting pissed off, grateful, grateful, grateful for the time that he gave me to, to pitch him and to share with him the idea and the vision. Grateful for that. But I was pissed off frustrated and you know i was like you know the pain that i got from the no just gave me fuel to kind of i'll show you <laughs> you know right. and, and, and i think that a lot of people who have pain they misuse that pain because you can take the pain and you can become a victim oh poor me i'm so sad look at me oh yeah i'm you know People fall into victimville, right? And other people take the pain and say, you know what? I'm going to use this as a fucking lesson. I'm going to use this as a driver because I'm going to show the universe that I am worthy. I am strong. I am powerful. And I'm going to GSD. I'm going to get shit done. <laughs> and, so, and so that's why we always say, you know, it, it's not what happens to us. It's the meaning you give it, right? You know, you have two sisters that grow up in a family with an abusive father. The one sister interprets that as how to be. And the other sister interprets that how not to be. One comes from, one becomes abusive and mean and horrible to people. And the other one takes that, that experience and says, this is not how to be. And she becomes kind and giving and loving. Same experience, two different meanings. And as a result, you get two different paths, two different lives. And so I think that a lot of people, A, misunderstand the power of pain. And secondly, when they do experience pain, they sometimes give it the wrong meaning. They give it the meaning of, oh, I'm a victim, poor me, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to use this pain as, as, as jet fuel. And I'm going to go to the next level. And I'm going to prove that this is good, that I am powerful, that I can do this. 
And that's what a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people have struggle, have pain, um, they have obstacles, um, and they allow that to stop them instead of using it as fuel to pursue. And, you know, the old, you know, saying, you know, if the door's locked, you know, come through the window. If there's no window, <laughs> come through the back door. If there's no back door, you know, slide down the chimney. People forget to look for these options. And, and from a fundamental standpoint, it's important to remember that the universe is abundant. The universe actually wants you to win. The universe wants you to do well. The universe wants you to have love, joy, success, passion, you know, laughter, you know, the universe is abundant. The way she's been designed, she is abundant. But people come with an unabundant mindset, with a lack mindset, and that's where they get frail and they get stuck and they fall into the space of being a victim. And so for me, pain has been an incredibly powerful driver. And, and, and more than that, you know, I'm grateful for all the pain that I had. I hate to say it, I'm also going to welcome the pain that I'm going to get in the future. But here's the key. I trust myself that no matter what pain is dished out to me, I can handle it. I always say to my students, it's important to remember that the universe always sends the universe, God, whatever you believe in, right? The universe, God will always send its toughest challenges to its strongest warriors. Facts. Yeah. Man, you drop in truth bombs, man. <laughs> that gives me goosebumps. That gives me chills. Whew. Wow. Now, let's let's stay let's stay uh, in, in that let's stay in that field right now. You know, on, on a lot of people look at successful people, high achievers, and they think that the journey was um, that it's just a, a straight line, just a straight line going up without all of these bumps and bruises and, and ups and downs. And everybody loves to hear and seeks what they need to do. They want to be told what to do. Like, what's the magic? What's the secret? What's the five-step plan? What's the quick fix? What are the habits that I need to implement? Always looking for someone else to tell them what to do. But only a few are willing to look at the reality of things and um, acknowledge that failure and temporary defeat is part of the journey, mm. right? And there are not many people who ask all of these uh, high achievers, successful people, like, how often did you fail? How did you overcome your struggles? Like, everybody wants a blueprint for success, but nobody wants to know about the blueprint for failure, if I may say, like nothing worth having comes easy. Mm. And here's my question. Like, how do you overcome that adversity? And can you tell us about the importance of having clarity, having clarity, having a clear vision, one that is going to get you excited and pull you forward during hard times like we currently have, for example, right now? So first of all, um, Failure only becomes failure if you quit and stop and give up. In life, we either win or we learn. Right. And so if you're not winning, that means you're learning. And if you're constantly learning and you're taking the lessons and implementing and improving them, well, then it's just a question of time before you 
win. Win, exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, the, the, you, I think what's important for people to understand is that it is not failure unless you stop, quit, give up, throw in the towel. And, and that is so important. I've been on the canvas, you know, hurt, gone for an eight count, gone for a nine count, but I still got back up. And that's the key. It's not how many times you fall down. It's how many times you get up. And that's the key. And here's the secret. In business, you only have to be right once. <laughs> you see, a lot of people don't understand this. There is a st statistic that says, specifically, let's talk business for a moment. Because, you know, I'm a passionate coach and I work with business owners and business leaders from all over the world build incredibly successful businesses. And one statistic that people know is that 80% of all businesses that um, start up, crash, burn, go bankrupt within two years. 80% of businesses that start up will go bankrupt, right? Get taken out of game in a period of two years on average. But here's something interesting. The businesses that have failed, failed but took the failure as a lesson and went for a second startup, their success rate is 80%. Wow. Exactly. And that's the key. A lot of people give it a shot. It doesn't work. I'm not doing this shit again. And they go get a job instead of learning the lessons and then going again. And so I always say it's got nothing to do with your product. It's got nothing to do with your service. I can give you a list in one hour of 10 companies in the, you know, in the shoe business that are killing it. And I'll give you one company that is going bankrupt tomorrow. Now, why am I saying that is because it's got nothing to do with the product or the service. What it's got to do with, it's got to do with who's the driver. If you, if you, if your capacity to drive is only to drive a bicycle. If I put you in a Formula One machine that could go 300, 400 kilometers an hour, you're still going to struggle. You're still going to struggle. You're not going to be able to drive the machine. And business, make no mistake, business is a Formula One machine. The problem is not a lot of people educate themselves on how to drive it. And so, and so the key is, is to become a stronger driver, a more sophisticated driver, and, and I think this is a really critical part. So, and so where, where does becoming a great driver come from? You mentioned the word, having a vision. A lot of people, look, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. <laughs> and the reality is a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners believe that they're going to live for 687 years. But the reality is tick tock, tick tock, time is running out. I love it when people say, oh, I'll do it someday. I always say, what? Someday, when I have time, I'll do it. I'll say, okay, hold on. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There is no someday in the week. <laughs> what are you talking about? And so this is where starting with a strong vision is very important because the reality is obstacles are going to show up. The shit's going to hit the fan. People are going to try to take you out of the game. But it's your vision as one piece of a few pieces 
that's going to help drive you forward when those obstacles and challenges show up. And one of the key questions I always ask myself is not only where do I want to go and what do I want to achieve, but more importantly, who do I want to become? Who do I want to become? Great story. Many, many years ago, there was a young man. It's a true story, by the way. This young man was at the bedside of his mother. And his mother was very sick, very ill. She was on her dying bed. And um, it was just a matter of days before she would move on and pass on and go into, you know, go to the afterlife or, you know, pass away, die and move on. And one day she called over her son. In her last few hours, she called over her son and she called him over. She said, Abe, Abe, come here. And young Abe came over to his mom and said, mom, mom, are you okay? Do you need something? And with a little bit of strength that she had left in her body, she raised her head. She turned looking into Abe's eyes. And she said this, Abe, become someone. Become someone. And we've all heard of the gentleman called Abraham Lincoln. And so the question is, first of all, to understand having a vision is important. But if we look at it, we've got to always remember that history is not only being read, it's also being written. So what kind of history are you writing? And so the question I always ask myself is who do I want to become? And that has always served me really well. I wanted to become, you know, successful. I surrounded myself with successful people. I read the books of, you know, Robert Kiyosaki. I read the books of Tony Robbins. I read the books of, you know, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. I read, I read the books. I surrounded myself with invisible friends who would feed my mind and create the vision that I wanted for my life. Now, can anyone do it? Yes. Do people have enough pain? No. And so this is why we talk about comfort zones. You've heard the cheesy saying, all the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. The problem is people don't like getting out of their comfort zone. I am, I am psychologically um, fired up to explore the challenges that take me out of my comfort zone. That's why, you know, some of my coaching clients, I've asked them to jump out of a plane. With a parachute, with a parachute. <laughs> yeah. But I, and by the way, I, and by the way, I never asked anyone to do anything I haven't done. Okay. So I'm not one of those people right. who's like, oh, let's see what they will do. No, no, no. I've, I've, I've jumped out of an airplane, um, you know, twice in my life, once in, in Holland um, and once in Belgium. And I did it because I needed to change. I needed to shift. I needed to become a bigger, stronger, more powerful leader. And so when people look for change, I always say, first of all, who do you want to become? What is the vision and who do you want to become? And that's a question a lot of people don't, don't ask themselves. Because a lot of people look outside. 
They look outside for the answers. Well, I want this, I want this, I want this. No, 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 hold on. Those things will only come to you when you become more. You know, I want the great relationship. I want the beautiful girl. I want to have the, the blissful marriage. Okay, the beautiful girl who wants a great marriage ain't going to date you, Johnny, because you're going to clean up your mess. So you're going to eat good, drink good, practice gratitude, living a life of, of integrity and honesty. you got to put the alcohol down. You've got to put the cigarettes down. If you want the world to change, you need to change. Man, I feel this on such a deep level. I, I actually wanted to talk about it, about that it's not about what you're going to achieve or the final destination or the things you're going to gain, but about the journey, the process and who you're becoming. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of uh, one of my favorite books of all time, which is The Compound Effect from Darren Hardy. And I've used his principles from this book Every single day since October 2017, it's such a life changer. And uh, you also have worksheets when you can work on yourself and find out what are your uh, deepest uh, strengths and, and weaknesses and, and your values. And everybody, like when we talk about the vision and clarity, of, co of course, it's, it's good to have some of these motivations as far as, I don't know, monetary mo motivations or or charity motivations or whatever else it is, but it, it all starts within. It all starts about knowing who you are and who you want to become, right? So I, I just love this, man. I'm feeling this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and so, you know, I'm very blessed that I get the opportunity to share this message with people because people are always looking at the wrong, you know, if you're looking at the wrong gauge, if you're looking at the wrong um, uh, points to measure, if you're not measuring the right things, you will get to the wrong destination. Right. One of the saddest things is to, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very blessed. I've got, you know, by now I've got over 120,000 students from well over 65 different countries. And, and what's really touching, but also kind of sad is when I get a 60, 70, 80 year old comes to me and says, wow, you blew my mind. You, you changed my life. Like it's such a humbling um, moment for me to hear that. And I just say to one of the things that I say is like, I wish you would have heard this 20, 30, 40 years ago. And so I think that it's really our obligation as teachers, as leaders, as people who spread light, who want to add value to the marketplace and create that higher level of consciousness and higher level of self-awareness. We got to get this message out to a lot of people because people underestimate how much power they have. Absolutely. And um, that's why I'm honored and always humbled to come on to, you know, a show like yours and to, share this message because we have an obligation and that's why people always ask me well Arnon you're very successful I mean you you've got you've got property you've got businesses you've got cash you've got cryptocurrencies you've got <laughs> bitcoin you've got ethereum why do you do this and, and and my my philosophy is first of all my life wasn't always like this to be clear you know I mentioned earlier you know you know I grew up you know I became the dad the, the father of the house at the age of 14 dropped out of school, you know, I went to help my mom put food on the table to put, you know, clothes on my younger sister, my baby brother. And so I, I believe that if you experience or you have been blessed to have success in your life, in some way, in some shape, in some form, it is your obligation to send that elevator back down. And that, that's all I'm doing. That's why I show up, you know, I don't need to be here. 
but I do it because I want to help as many people. And, and listen, I know there are going to be hundreds, maybe thousands, and even tens of thousands of people who are going to hear this interview. But all I care about is the one person that's going to hear my voice and something's going to click for them and they're going to say, <laughs> wow, that message is meant for me right here, right now, because I'm facing adversity, I'm facing struggle, I'm facing some shit in my life. And you know what? What this good-looking bald guy just said is going to help me <laughs> overcome this and that's what i'm after just changing and transforming one life at a time and so that's what i live for and so i believe no matter how successful you are how great you are how much income you have or passive income you have it's your obligation to spread light and and, and send that elevator back down damn right damn right no question about it but let me play let me play devil's advocate for a second let me let me challenge you on on, on this uh, thought right here You know, I believe, in my opinion, there's a fine line between perseverance or even obsession and delusion. For example, shout, shout out to Hafiz from the Roommates podcast, awesome podcast. He always talks about this example where, let's say, a one, um, one meter 70 uh, man, um, like he's, he's trying to become a basketball player. He works as hard as he can. He puts in the 10,000 hours, outworks everybody, uh, wherever he's from. But he's never going to become a center, a big man for an NBA team for the Los Angeles Lakers. That's just not going to happen. And yeah. there is like, I believe there's a fine line between really going for something, being resilient and having this perseverance and also delusion. So can you maybe touch on that, on, on, on this fine line? Absolutely. And I'm going to, I'm, I can, I can answer that in one sentence. Socrates, Socrates said this, he said, know thyself. Most people don't know themselves. They don't know who they are. They don't know what their superpowers are. And so if you know who you are, then you can come back to, I don't, I don't like the word come back to reality, but come out of delusion. Because reality is something we create with our mind, with our vision. I'm a big believer about visualization. I wake up every morning. First thing I do, it's going to sound crazy. First thing I do is I get my cell phone. I don't sleep with my cell phone next to me. I don't want that, that, that shit next to my head. So it's at the other side of the room. I get my cell phone, right? I, I pick it up. I, I jump back into bed, half asleep, you know? I, I open my agenda. I look at my agenda. I look, okay, these are my actions. This is what I'm doing. This is the meetings. These are the podcasts. These are the interviews. This is what I'm going to be doing today. And I put my phone down and then I start visualizing. I start manifesting the, the day in my mind, what that's going to look like. And so if people knew who they were more, that would be empowering. And I see that. And how does I see that? How do I see this play out? Let's look at the divorce rate. The divorce rate is skyrocketing. Now, I ain't no relationship coach. And, you know, that's, that's not my forte. You know, I do business coaching, although I'm not about helping people grow businesses. I'm helping people become financially free and ultimately become wealth creators. Okay. That's the energy I come from. So, but I work with entrepreneurs and business owners. However, if you look at the divorce rate skyrocketing through the moon, it's just, it's ridiculous, right? Why is that? Well, I believe one of the biggest reasons is because you're a 20-year-old, maybe a young 30-year-old, getting married, 
trying to learn about the other person, how they are, what they do, how they live, what are their values, what is their psychology, what is their mindset, what is their dark side. You're trying to discover all that about other people, but you don't know who you are. So in my opinion, there should be a law. You shouldn't be allowed to get married before the age of 50. Because hopefully, <laughs> hopefully by then you already figured that shit out. But, but you know what I mean, right? And right. so I think it's really important. Know thyself. Know thyself. I know where my superpowers are. I know where I can, I can do a lot of damage. Excuse me. I know where I can do a lot of damage, a lot of good damage, right? I know my superpowers. I know my strengths. I know that, that if you look at a football field, I know where you, if you put me in a certain position in the field, I will shine like a freaking rock star. I also know that there are other positions on the field that if you put me on, the team's going to suffer. And so a lot of people are putting themselves in the wrong, in the wrong place. So know thyself, know where you should be on the field. That's right. the best I have. What about, this is something that many people struggle with uh, as far as accepting and receiving. You know, you were just talking about um, it in, in the beginning, how the universe always supports us, mm. got our back. Many people, they struggle with just uh, having that abundant mindset and they come from a scarcity uh, standpoint and they struggle to just receive. For, for example, uh, compliments. A lot of people, they struggle to just say, when they get a compliment, they struggle to say, thank you. And that's it. What they're going to do is they're going to play around. They're going to say, ah, oh, no, but that's not really true. You, you are this and that. Instead, instead of just accepting and receiving, blessing like gift from the universe whatever you want to call it and would you say that is also something that is very important as far as the, the abundance mindset of learning how to accept and receive yeah so two things first of all i think most people are poor receivers most people suck at receiving they don't know how to receive a blessing and when they do receive the blessing they receive it half-assedly so it's like, here's a bottle of wine. Oh, thank you so much. Like, oh my God, I'm so grateful. Thank you. I appreciate it. And a lot of people lack gratitude. And yeah, yeah. It, it actually, it's, on, it's borderline frustrating for me because gratitude is the secret magic that makes things happen. And because when you're grateful for something, you're telling the universe, I'm grateful. And guess what? The universe wants to send you more. And so... I think most people just suck at receiving. They don't know how to receive. They don't know how to say thank you. They don't know how to be appreciative. They don't know how to um, experience the blessing that has come their way and just be grateful for it. But take a step back. You mentioned something interesting. You said, you know, people live in lack and scarcity and yeah. they don't understand that the universe is abundant. Right. And let me put this into context. The scarce mindset and the abundant mindset. The scarce mindset believes that if you drive your dream car and you have your dream car, that they can't have their dream car. Right. The abundant mindset understands that the dream car is just four rubber wheels <laughs> and some steel, and there's enough rubber and there's enough steel for everyone in the world to drive their dream car. Exactly. That's the abundant <laughs> mindset. The scarce mindset believes If you live in the dream home, they can't live in the dream home. But the abundant mindset understands that the dream home is just cement, 
It's just bricks and there's enough bricks and cement for everyone to live in their dream home. And so it's very important to understand again, who you are and, and make that shift and turn to appreciation and gratitude and being a good receiver and understanding that, that we're being sold a lie that there is lack. There is enough for everyone. They talk about this in the secret. They say, you know, when everybody goes for their dreams, not everybody goes for the same house. Not everybody goes for the same girl. Not everybody goes for the same, you know, uh, holiday. There is enough for everyone. And if everybody lived from that energy, sprinkled with kindness, the world would be a better place. For sure. For sure. Man. <laughs> Now let's get to the last segment of this mm. episode. Uh, before we get into it, can you already share with the audience where they can connect with you? Where sure. they can find you online if you're free to share your services as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So always, always, always humbled and honored to connect. I've actually got, you know, I, I do some lives on Instagram. My handle, my address is Arnon Bonas. Um, just my name, surname, Arnon Bonas. Easy to find on Instagram. And I always invite people to join because I always share you know, words of wisdom. I've got words of wisdom Wednesday and I've got some really cool things that I share with people just to keep the energy, energy high, keep people in a positive vibration. Now, people are probably listening to this and saying, well, this guy is never negative. No, I am negative sometimes. I do get pissed off. I do get angry. I do get frustrated. The only difference between me and most people is I don't live there. Mm -hmm. I don't buy property in Victimville. I'll go in for a visit, spend one or two minutes, and then I'll come back to you know, moving forward and positivity. So people can join me on Instagram. Arnon Bonas is my handle. I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. Same, Arnon Bonas, LinkedIn, Facebook. And of course, they can always go to arnonbonas.com. That's my website. And there's updates on my next events, specifically for entrepreneurs and business owners. And that's a great way to um, see what I'm doing. But Instagram is a great place to connect with me. And of course, all the listeners, I invite every single one of you to connect. And by the way, if you got value from this podcast, drop me a message, say, oh yeah, I was listening to you uh, talking with Michael and, you know, tell me what insights you got. Because I'm always inspired by people who take a message and they, you know, wrap, wrap themselves around it and run with it. So that's a good way to get in touch with me. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I'll put the links in the description below. And now just talk to my audience real quick. Like he said, do not hesitate to reach out to him. Don't think like, oh, no, he's probably busy. Oh, no, he's probably not going to see or respond. No, he will. He will for sure. No doubt about it. <laughs> And uh, now let's be a little game. A little game that I got from Omar from the Passionate Few podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts. So here's the, here's the, the thing. I'm going to throw out a word, a random word. Uh, and you can answer with one word or phrase. But the only one thing is... One word or phrase. One, one word, word or one phrase, right. Okay. But the only thing is, you cannot repeat yourself twice with, with uh, your answers. So okay. you, you let me know when you're ready. <laughs> sure. So you're going to ask me, you're going to throw out a word, and yeah. I, need to, I need to share with you the first thing that comes to mind. Exactly. Either word or phrase, and I can't repeat myself. That's it. That's But, it. Okay. Okay. First word. Entrepreneurship. Fun and challenging. Money. A blessing. Success. 
overestimated. Failure. Lessons. Family. Important. Legacy. Creating it. And life. Experiences. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. I got one last question, Alnon. One last question. One powerful question that you answered to as well the last time. And that is, what is your message to the world? So many messages. And I think considering that we're in, you know, 2021, pandemic, people are confused, people are angry, people feel cheated, people feel lied to, people also feel this is a great opportunity to reconnect to themselves, to their family. So there's all this mixed energy going on. I think at this moment, a message I'd like to share with everyone is be kinder, care more, and add more value than you've ever added. Be kinder to people, care more about people, care more about your clients, care more about your neighbors, care more about your loved ones, care more about your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your dog, your cat. Care more and add more value to the marketplace more than you've ever added before. You do those three things, you will come out on top. That's the message. Man, what an episode, man. I don't know, you, you're setting the bar very, very, very high for this Growth Never Stops podcast for 2021. I want to thank you. I really want to thank you for your time, for providing value, for your kindness, generosity, knowledge, wisdom. This is, this is priceless right there. So again, I'm wishing you the best of luck going forward. And please keep up whatever you're doing. Keep up the great work. You're inspiring so many people, including myself. You're one of the most impactful people uh, I've like had in, in my life. I said that honestly and sincerely, like you've had such a major impact on the person I've become, especially my financial well-being. And I, I cannot thank you enough for that. You're very welcome, Michael. It's always a privilege to serve people like you. And so, you know, I'm just grateful that I have an opportunity considering where I've come from, the struggles, you know, growing up without, you know, a father and everything to be in the position that I am today to spread light, but more importantly, to have people like you who just are open to receive this message. And most importantly, you know, don't just take this message, you do things with it. I mean, you're growing, you're becoming more powerful, more influential, more successful. So for me to watch this from a distance, it's me who's, who's blessed to watch this. <laughs> Thank you, Arnold. Blessings on blessings. And to the people listening, again, don't hesitate to reach out to Arnold. Let him know what you like the most about the, this podcast, what you got to learn, what you got to apply. And yeah, with that being said, that's it for today. And peace out. All right, that's it for today's episode with the great Arnon Barnes. Don't hesitate to connect with us and tell us what you like the most about this episode. And it's crazy, man, because... The Million Mind Intensive event that I got to attend last year where Anon was our trainer was just about a year ago, man. And without exaggerating, it was probably the most impactful weekend of my entire life. 
and it's just way bigger than money materialistic things success depending on how you perceive it or define it and you see we we are just souls having a human experience that's all i'm gonna say about this then again i said it on the last episode already but i this is something i seriously encourage anyone to consider attending such an event i wasn't asked to say this but it's truly genuine and i just know how life-changing it can be for anyone and what i love about people like Arnon is that he defied the odds he came from humble beginnings made no excuses worked his ass off and even after all the success and the money he doesn't forget where he came from and he has the heart to have thousands of people from all over the world he's a man with strong values great work ethic high integrity so genuine and no bullshit it's just got such a big heart and it just goes to show when you talk to people like on on had massive success and accumulate accumulated riches that at the end of the day is it's about your journey it's about who you become and who you're able to impact along the way and these are the types of people i look up to so with that being said i'm gonna finish up with a couple of quotes from Anon that I mentioned in the previous episode as well. Damn, okay, I see. This is the longest outro I've ever done on the Growth Never Stops podcast. <laughs> Anyways, let's go. So the first one is, The best treasures in the world are reserved for the action takers. The second one is, The most successful ones realize and understand you fix your roof when the sun is shining, not when the hurricane comes. All right, guys, that's it for today. Take care of yourself. Peace out. Growth never stops.